Hey guys, Bear Grylls here, just to say, super excited for Charles Thorpe's podcast coming soon. You guys are going to love this. What a great guy he is and so many great stories. So enjoy these and remember, above all, never give up. Now, I personally believe that there's nothing better than a great adventure, whether it's to another country or into the backyard. It can have an amazing ability to change not just the way that we see the world, but also the way that we see ourselves. That is exactly what you're going to hear about from our incredible guests. On Great Adventures, I'm going to be hanging out with actors, athletes, thought leaders, and of course explorers, some old friends, and some new, to discuss how being adventurous benefited their lives. My name is Charles Thorpe. For over a decade, I've been chasing down epic stories professionally for magazines and television shows, and now I'm bringing those conversations here. We call it hugas, which means to wash. Oh, yeah, reset, the, my, my way to yeah. like take that out of my system. The first thing I do is change my hair. Then I feel like I'm a different person. Then I go to another place, act like whatever person I feel like. That was actress Rian Ramos, and it's time for Great Adventures. The Philippines is where you grew up and where you started your career. Tell me what it was like to grow up in the Philippines. I wouldn't know how true this is, but a lot of people say that our culture is very similar to Mexico or a lot of places that are Latin or Spanish. And recently I had gone to Puerto Rico and I was like, oh my God, it's just like being at home. <laughs> um, so it's, it's very family oriented. Families are close, like really close enough so that like you would only ever move out when it's time to get married or <laughs> even when you do get married, you still kind of like you could still live at home and that's completely normal no one really moves out during high school or college years everyone's <laughs> just you know they, every everyone lives with their families it's a great place to to live to raise kids or to like go home and settle down um but yeah, like it's it's also really important like if you live in a country that like shelters its people like that to once in a while go out and find out what other places in the world are like. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I feel like the travel to the Philippines right now is, is insane. A lot of people are posting on Instagram, taking photos out there. It's beautiful. Absolutely. It seems like a beautiful place to grow up and to travel around. I mean, did you go on a lot of trips with your family and did you stay, you know, mostly in Manila where you're growing up or were you able to sort of get out? Well, my my parents got my sister and I traveling at a really early age. My dad is British and my mom is Filipino. And my dad uh, really wanted my sister and I to like go and visit our grandparents in the UK once a year mm -hmm. during summer break. So they would just send me and my sister alone. Wait, Some how of my, old were you when this was going on? Uh, I was probably like eight or something. Uh, and my sister was <laughs> 10. You guys were flying alone? Um, um, yeah, That's which was amazing. like, a, it, it felt amazing because like when stewardesses would like take care of you. <laughs> also, when you're a kid, you're like the first to get upgrades <laughs> because they don't want anyone throwing a tantrum. Oh, yeah. So like if ever there was a business class seat available, you would bet like it would go to us oh, first. Oh, that's great. You get a kitty menu on the plane. <laughs> Anything that you ask for, if they have it, you'll get it for sure. Oh, man, um, I missed out. I missed out. I should have just, I started flying a lot earlier. <laughs> 
like walking through the airport, you get security. I mean, there you get someone to take you through security. Oh, there we go. So everything's like way more convenient for you when you have a kid. So like <laughs> it already put into my brain like all these really positive experiences mm, yeah. of traveling was one of the things like in my life that just it just built like positive memories connected me to to a lot of people like to even to family mm. because like my my family so spread apart all over the world yeah so it, it was just like a lot of positive experiences growing up but like even in the philippines um i've been able to see so many like of the most beautiful beaches that yeah. I've ever seen. It just seems like beautiful beaches and islands. Everywhere. Oh yeah. Well, we have um, thousands of of islands. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember. This is like a really bad Filipino moment for me. I think it's like <laughs> seven thousand one hundred, or it could be more. You could say literally any number, and I would believe you. So yeah, just I should have I should have yeah. probably said it with confidence. So, so it's like seven thousand one hundred. 182 islands. That sounds total. right. That sounds yeah, like what I've something heard. Like that. <laughs> well, we have so we have a lot. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, there are even like little areas, like islands so tiny that it would take you five minutes to jog around the circumference of it, oh, and wow. you could rent those. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, like man. that. That's an actual vacation option. Why for am people. I not there? And why am I in rainy New York City right now? <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. It's a bad life call. Yeah. Your career started in the. Philippines. So tell me how that career started, how you got into the industry and what that was like. Okay, I don't know how the the grade system works here. I was in second year high school. Mm. Um, so something like 14, 15 years old. Um, and during summer break, I had done a, a, a TV commercial for like a fast food chain. And at that time, they were looking for for girls to audition um, for kind of our version of Superman. Oh, nice. So, like, it's called Captain Barbell. He's, like, the Filipino superhero. Um, Who would win in a fight, would you say? Uh, Captain Barbell. Of course. There we for go. For sure. Because, like... He grew up in a tougher place. <laughs> so he's more street like that. So they were looking for like the kind of, I don't know, Lois Lane character mm. or something. Um, and so they saw me in that commercial, asked me to come in. And I my Tagalog was not so good at the time because I had always gone to schools. And my, my dad didn't want us speaking it at home too much because he couldn't understand. Mm. And he always felt like we were talking about him. <laughs> so like I did my audition. I could understand it. So I read the script. And like whenever I couldn't remember the correct word for something, I would just say it in English. <laughs> and like I did the audition that way, and they felt like me and the guy had chemistry and and stuff. So so they kind of tweaked the character to speak something we call Taglish. Oh, really? Explain yeah. that. Explain that to us. Taglish. Yes. Taglish is. Uh, I've heard it's the a term. And I've heard some of it. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Just like Singlish mm -hmm. is a true language. Mm -hmm. um, so in the Philippines, like when you walk up to an ATM machine, your two options are, would you like it to talk to you in English or Taglish? Hmm. There's no Tagalog. R really? <laughs> I was like, how is this possible? Yeah, wow. But it's true. 
true. Um, so you would be there withdrawing money and your option is Taglish. And Taglish is pretty much half Tagalog, half English, um, where we can turn one word into two languages. Mm. Like, let's say... Um, my my easiest way of how I teach people to speak Taglish is like think of the verb. So let's say drink. Mm -hmm. So if you say I'm gonna drink this, um, you just add the syllable mug, and then repeat the first syllable twice. Mug the drink, ako, and that already means I'm gonna drink this. Oh, wow. So sing mug si sing ako. <laughs> Um, dance, mug the dance, aho. I like how this has turned into like a taglish uh, yeah, speech I mean, lesson right here. Seriously, though, anyone who listens to to these, like, what is this, two or three rules, will be able to speak it fluently oh, forever. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> and how much of the work following that was also in the taglish? Is um, that pretty much the majority of the work? or So probably my first two years in show business, I would only exclusively be booking, like, Projects where I would play these the same person, like the the girl who went to America to study and mm. came back to the Philippines, not not you know speaking much Tagalog and right. like or like the well-to-do character or mm. something like that, which I later on got tired of <laughs> and like figured out I need to learn how to speak this fluently. Oh wow! So you went about you know how do you go about learning it? Um, well, being being word perfect in your script mm. isn't that important there. Mm. You're kind of given a little more freedom um, to say things in a comfortable way when you're acting. Um, so I decided to like start crossing out all the English words and translating in like in between scenes. Oh, wow. So that when it came to the time when you know it's time to shoot the scene, then then I would just say my whole line in Tagalog. And when people got used to seeing me that way, they were like, oh, she can speak it. We can actually give her really heavy roles now or whatever. Oh, so that's like, great. You made that opportunity for yourself. Yeah, so when... I think when, when they realized that I was starting to speak it fluently, um... Not not just like the language changed, but my image changed, mm. and the genre of thing or of roles that they would give me changed as well. Yeah, I saw some of the the interviews and things like that that you've done on YouTube, and it's interesting watching. I mean, obviously the media out there is a lot different. Can you explain what the landscape is like? A really big part of Philippine media that I think would sound very different to like how things are done here is we have things called love teams. Mm. Um, where two artists are marketed together. So when, let's say, when a movie is coming up with um, Superman and Lois Lane, they, like, if this is both their, if this is the first project for each of them, mm -hmm. they're going to be marketed forever together. Oh, interesting. So, like, all of their projects are now going to be as a couple, which is the quickest way to be accepted in Philippine show business. Mm. Um, if you want to take the really difficult route, then you kind of, then you don't have a love team. <laughs> it's harder to market people alone. Yeah. How was your uh, How was your experience with that? I I was marketed alone. Oh, nice. Okay, there we go. You went the hard way. I yes. like it. <laughs> but it, I mean, it 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 took a long time, um, and 
I guess I guess there was a time where I would work with um, the same leading man um, twice mm. or thrice, and then like it just never happened again. Mm. Like every project was with a different partner, mm -hmm. um, and where I'm from, that's kind of unheard of. <laughs> I'm sure here it's completely normal. Right, right, right. I mean, yeah, exactly. But it's interesting to hear that that's what's expected, and I think you know because you were able to do it solo, you're able to have a little more opportunity I'm sure to be flexible in those roles I was given a lot of um, like I said like taglish roles and um, they were more of like teenage cutesy mm -hmm. projects which made sense because I was 15 <laughs> um, but like it wasn't like you were 29 playing 15 or anything yeah. like that you were actually age appropriate yeah but like I mean now that would be a dream I would love to go back to doing <laughs> that to be honest um, uh, but I I, I kind of wanted like harder roles because like I think I think that the perception of me was that I couldn't really act mm. like th because that's For, for us, it's it's okay if you don't really know how to act. You could be charismatic. <laughs> I feel and that like there's could some people thing. who get away with it in Hollywood too. I wouldn't say that that's a uh, country specific. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, I mean, in show business in general, like mm. like you could be an actor or you could be like this uncontrollably charismatic not even person but thing mm. you're just like how could how how could you not be loved yeah so it makes sense that you would be in show business anyways and that's completely acceptable as well mm. like I'm not against that um, but I wanted to try and be known as an actress at some point <laughs> I was like mm, I kind of want people to write that I'm good so I kind of asked for like more difficult roles and when those started coming in uh, it was a chain of really heavy dramas for for a few years for me hmm. um, was there one of those roles that specifically stuck out with you that that affected you maybe greater than you expected I think the first time that that happened to me was I was playing a role named Jody in a project called Stairway to Heaven and the difficult thing about this was like so many traumatizing experiences happened to this character that Like, I, I didn't know until then that it could actually be a thing where you could bring these sad feelings into your real life. Oh, wow, yeah. Um, so my character was... Okay, this is how it starts off. Like, she... She gets into a car accident, uh, loses her memory, is tricked by this guy, um, and he tells her that we're boyfriend, girlfriend, and they weren't. So, like, they, they live together, and she believes it, and, oh like, never really gets her memory back until, like, her real boyfriend, like, flies back into the country. He never knew what happened to her. She just, like, disappeared, and he's been kind of pissed about it since. Sees her in the mall, comes back comes comes up to her and is like Jody is that you and she's like I don't know who you're talking about and whatever um, she gets a headache one day and this is a standard oh, wow. in our soap operas if you get a headache that is a serious medical condition coming up for your character <laughs> it's a little foreshadowing that is a foreshadowing it. of something awful coming up <laughs> no. for you um, so she gets a headache one day and she finds out that it's a brain tumor starts losing her eyesight goes completely blind the guy that the guy that tricked her saying that 
he was her boyfriend, decides to commit suicide, crashes himself into a tree or something, and donates his eyes. She gets to see again, but only for a few months. And then on her wedding day dies. That was my... Oh, my God. That was my role. Oh, my God. So you asked for dark, and they gave you the darkest role that I've ever heard of. Oh, no. They, like, yeah, they weren't shy about it. They were like, (laughs) oh, you want? Sure. I mean, that's such an adventure. That's so brave. I mean, I hope you did escape to a beach after a role like that or something. (laughs) Please tell me you had a trip after that. I did. um, uh, After after every role, I realized that my way to, like... What's it called? We call it we call it hugas, which means to wash. Oh, decompress, uh, reset, yeah, the, my, restore. My way to yeah. like take that out of my system. The first thing I do is change my hair. <laughs> so the first thing I do is change my hair. Then I feel like I'm a different person. Then I go to another place oh, wow. and act like whatever person I feel like. Oh, interesting. That's, just that's to, a just cool, to like take a character off me. That's a cool method. Do you remember what you did around that time, or or where you might have went? Um. Oh my gosh, this is this is a long time ago. I think I must have been like 18 or 19. And at the time I would have only stayed uh, in in within the country. Yeah, absolutely. I would have I would have never gone anywhere far, but I did I did um, my dad lives in Thailand, so mm. after in between projects I would try to visit him there. Oh nice. Where um, in Thailand? In Bangkok at the time. Now he lives in a more provincial area called Hua Hin, mm. uh, where they have beaches and stuff. When you say getting out in the Philippines, does that mean the islands? Where were your favorite places to go? Yeah, um, there are a few of the beaches that I would totally recommend to people. I've been to I've been to a lot, either for work or, right. or just on my own time. Um, and I would say Palawan is one of like the really raw experiences that you could get. Um, there are some luxury resorts or resorts, yeah. but... I mean, that's the area that I told you that you could totally just, like, rent an island and, like... This is, like, something that we've done with family friends where, like, there was a hut with a bed in it and I was like, I'm not sleeping in there. I'm taking (laughs) this mattress and dragging it to the beach. Oh, nice. And, like, I slept under the stars. And these these are islands where it's, like, there's no light pollution whatsoever. And you didn't... You would never realize that stars are so visible from... Yeah. From where we are. No, that's beautiful. Before you came here to New York. So you're in New York. You're on a bit of a break from from the showbiz world in the Philippines. Yeah. What were you doing right up to that point where you took that break? Um, I had finally broken that streak of of heavy dramas mm. and I I had just done like my first my first comedy in like three four years oh, that's fun yeah it was it was really fun it was like going to work just to play <laughs> it was a dream come true yeah and what made you sort of make that call be like okay i need to stop for a second i need to get out of the country i need to go see somewhere else to be a hundred percent honest like without sugarcoating it um i would probably say it was because like i was I found myself being more irritable than mm. usual. Like I, I didn't know that I was that, that I could be that person. Mm. I was a little more irritable than usual, and like normal things would like stress me out. I mean, like 
like traffic <laughs> traffic is a regular thing that you would have to deal with on a daily basis in the Philippines and it right. was like stressing me out to a point that I couldn't like express myself yeah I was like you know I was like already expressing myself through sounds like yeah <laughs> like, instead, like I couldn't yeah I couldn't say how I felt about things it was just like so many yeah. things were just annoying me and I think I think um, when you have lived in a certain situation for such a long time you forget all of the parts of it to be grateful for because you've become so used to it and comfortable where you are so so I, I, I think what what I wanted really was like I, I probably would have gotten the same results anywhere I went but I've always wanted to come to New York it was like on my on my bucket list I guess to someday live live in New York so I went here for a few months um, and because I need to exit every 90 days, a couple weeks back, I went to the Philippines and I was like the most pleasant person oh, I knew. Oh, there you go. Nice. <laughs> I was the most pleasant person I knew. I, even, I think I even like caught people reacting strangely <laughs> to how, <laughs> to how, how nice you were being. Yeah. That's great. I mean, not, not saying that like, I'm not saying that it's just like, completely not normal for me to be nice i think for like anyone to be that yeah. hi like, yeah that no was, of course like, so high pitched you had that energy and happy to be there yeah i think that's profoundly relatable i mean i think a lot of people these days work themselves to to that point of, of no return and being over stressed out and you know there's so much going on in our lives that we need to take that moment to recharge and we come back better people and i think that's what you allowed yourself to do which is great and i love that you've been able to do it in New York so I think you have a, a family member here Mr. Ryan Willard who's yeah. a, a friend of mine and a filmmaker and so you had some family here you had a tie here but you were also able to be autonomous and do your own thing and find out who you were what's Absolutely. that experience been like in this you know city I find it I find it so refreshing how like how busy people are here because where I'm from um time is a little slower we actually have a thing called filipino time where <laughs> when you say that this is the time that it's gonna start it really does mean an hour and a half later <laughs> um that's a real thing you that's can actually great. google filipino time oh, and really? you will see this <laughs> oh do you set your watch to like an hour and a half later i, no, I, I think it's just because we've all gotten used to like traffic and so time doesn't mean as much oh yeah it's like here, yeah, but I feel like, like it's out of my control. Yeah, I feel like here, you know, after it's five minutes, you're getting those, you know, the texts. Where are you? Are yeah. you coming? You know, absolutely, yeah. because like every minute here mm. is accounted for in everyone's lives, mm. and and so like, you know, unlearning what I grew up with, mm. um, I had to do it quick because I don't, I didn't want to offend anyone. But <laughs> I mean, also just just living here, I think you kind of it'll naturally also make you that person where where you care about your time because like yeah. when you check your google maps it says the train is about to arrive in this many minutes right. and when it doesn't you're like wait wait where's the train yeah you start getting frustrated what do you mean Absolutely. it's delayed yes 
Why did it, why isn't it updating? Us? You start uh, angry tweeting at MTA. You know your Twitter's <laughs> up. You know it's crazy. I'm gonna say never ever ever take for granted what the city does for you to help you live your life mm. because the fact that you guys have a subway and we don't <laughs> is just like a giant difference because like traffic for us is life stopping. Traffic mm. here is like go find another way. Yeah, absolutely. Because there is there are other options. So which don't is why angry you guys... tweet the MTA. <laughs> Let them be for like a little. Sure they're doing the best that they yeah, can. Exactly. Well, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, oh, why did I have to say that? Now oh, I forgot. What no, you absolutely. Asked. I mean, you're talking about the places that you love in the city and the places that you've been to so far. I mean, tell me a little um, bit about it. I'm sure. I'm sure it's nothing new for for you to hear an outsider say how amazing Central Park is, but mm-hmm. it is like I can't fathom how huge it is um Mm. i went for a run just because the weather is starting to get nice yes and i went for a run and i am not by any means a marathon runner i'm just like you know i I work out that's Mm -hmm. it um and i i and mentally I, i do kilometers and not miles started jogging and i was like wow look at all this ever-changing scenery like every every few minutes like oh trees this time oh there's a little pond and Mm. like look at this track like it's it's one giant park where everything that you see is like always changing and you hear different kinds of music as you go through it yeah absolutely there are people performing Mm -hmm. so many things happening and then I check how far I've gone. It says like five. I was like, wow, five kilometers. That's, yeah. that's amazing. I'm, I'm tired. I'm going to go jog home. And it's only when I got home that um, my friend texted me in all caps, five miles, not kilometers. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't think I've ever like run that far on my own volition before. Uh, that's like, amazing. Without being part. But you just got lost. You got I just, lost yeah, I just like really enjoyed how, you know, what what's beautiful sunlight can mm-hmm. do to your mind yeah the and mental like, state absolutely yeah trees and like just seeing people like enjoy this is like this this would probably be your version of nature mm. right this right. is this is you absolutely. having nature absolutely so like it and that's the best of what we have yeah it's a it's a huge beautiful park i've never seen a park so so great Great Adventures is lucky to have partners that share our love for a good story, like Whistlepig Whiskey. Their American rye is perfected in the beautiful Vermont countryside. I've been to their farm, I've seen the process, and a lot of care goes into creating each glass. It's also the perfect nightcap after a day in the wild. Check them out on Instagram, at Whistlepig Whiskey. New York City is an international city, so there's fans uh, from the Philippines, and it's interesting how how often you get approached, and you seem pretty good about that. What does it feel like to be so far from home, yet have that community still around? I... I actually love it when fans come up to me here. Mm. Um, I thought I came here to be absolutely alone and to not be Rian Ramos Mm -hmm. and just be, you know, this random faceless person in the crowd. (laughs) Well, you have a face, but just a (laughs) a random person. A random anonymous person in the crowd. A random face in the crowd. There we go. There we go. I like that. I like that. (laughs) So I still have a face. Yes. Okay. Uh, but when when people come up to me here, it's like, you know, it just because when you're far from everything that you've grown up with, I guess it's 
it just or even like someone who's grown up in the same country as you can help you get through any kind of homesickness somehow they automatically understand where you're at or what you could be feeling or what you could be going through without even mentioning it right just because like you don't even have to talk about it like hey this is different from home isn't it no right. it's not like that right it's just like Oh my god! Oh, so how I feel like those are unspoken things that people of I think when when people of the, I guess the the same race or mm-hmm. something will see each other in another country. Mm. I think there is that like mild excitement. Yeah, you have a couple exciting projects coming up. Um, Empty by Design, which is a new film that you yeah. shot recently with so uh, Chris Pang and, and a great cast. And tell me a little bit about you know shooting that project and actually filming in Manila, you know where you're from, and this huge you know more Hollywood project coming into your into your hometown. It was such a crazy thought that um, a lot of Hollywood actors would be coming to the Philippines to shoot a movie. Mm. They're Asian Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So they're they're like repping a lot of different countries just right. by just by anything 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 that's their success, I think their countries will feel like is their success as well. Yeah. Um so Chris Pang from Crazy Rich Asians and like Osric Chow from Supernatural. Um, and Yoshi Sidarsu, who's a Power Ranger. Oh, and and you've spoken to him because For, of Buffalo, uh, Buffalo Boys. Boys, absolutely. Um, and and it's just like it was just. You know, such a I think I think like being in our country for them to come to us to shoot mm. there was like a big deal for us that like we wouldn't like I didn't have to go to them, you right. know what I mean? Hearing the filmmakers talk, they were really trying to showcase Manila in in, in a in a great way, they right? They did, yeah. they did. Um they they were really trying to get the the vibe of the whole place and just like our our market culture, our street food culture, mm. um our night life or we're going out it's a story about this guy and this girl that went to the same high school leave go to go to college in different countries and return and not feel so at home Mm. but at least they're both going through it at the same time that's interesting it does so like they kind of help each other feel more at home It, it kind of feels familiar because because I guess Growing up, being being mostly an English speaker in mm. a in a Filipino country was like when when it was time for me to to go and live my own life. I was like, oh, I didn't know that this would like be so like crippling. Now taking this this feeling to a whole other level because like supposedly I had I had gone away and gone to like college for four years and missed out on whatever changes had happened in the country for four years. I was like, oh, this. Is I, I actually don't have to do that much acting in this <laughs> in this project. It feel like a lot of these things feel kind of natural to me. Thanks so much for being here, Rihanna. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thank you for having. It was me. nice. It was really fun. Thanks for listening, guys. If you like what you heard, hit subscribe and leave a quick review on iTunes. Suggest it to a friend who could use a little travel inspiration. If you have a travel question or suggestion on someone I should chat with, just hit me up on my social channels at Charles Thorpe and at Adventure Podcast. New episodes will be dropping every Friday, so keep checking in for the next. Until then, safe travels.
These conversations were recorded at Smile Radio, located in Smile to Go at the Freehand Hotel. <laughs>